Welcome. This is The Collective View. I'm Jane, a clinical nurse specialist. And I'm Mary, a mental health counselor. Join us as we cover a variety of topics on total health and wellness. Welcome to The Collective View. Hi, everyone. This is The Collective View. I'm Jane, a clinical nurse specialist. And I'm Mary, a licensed mental health counselor. And today our podcast episode is on managing stress and anxiety with a total wellness perspective. Yes. And we end up having an additional guest that's going to bring in their level of expertise, the lovely Erica Smith of the Lavender Way. (laughs) Erica, as previously mentioned, you are also a a life coach and an additional um, certified hypnotist. Hypnotherapist. Hypnotherapist, pardon me, (laughs) Although, Jane, honestly speaking, she's a little hypnotist also. (laughs) Ah, You got to be careful with this one, but she's a knowledgeable woman, so we're happy to have her here today. So we are, you know, dedicating this episode. It's really about um, really honoring the fact that, you know, the reality is we've all been going through heightened levels of stress and anxiety. Sure. And this has definitely been on many of our concerns and our minds and it just worries. Just we're, we're just really worried about how are we managing stress and what are we doing to protect our emotional, mental health and our physical health. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. I mean, there's a lot going on right now, actually. And um, I think some people have taken those steps to say, okay, how am I going to manage myself? And I think others have found themselves, um, especially the the frontliners are finding themselves burnt out, very stressed out right now because they've gone through so much. So that's definitely, definitely something that's going on right now. And frontliners, I feel like, has been expanded to a definition of beyond just like um, I used to consider it EMS. Um, some people within hospital settings consider it the emergency department. Mm-hmm. But it ended up really being people that had to go to work to make this world function. Mail delivers, grocery store workers to, you know, people doing those types of things that the true functioning of society, garbage disposals, things like that. So absolutely frontliners. um that is a very, there's a lot more people too that sometimes I think we often put right in our head. So very much want them to be aware that we are very grateful for their work in this. Yes, very yeah. true. So as seasoned practitioners, because we're coming from so many um, disciplines in the field, uh, are we seeing any specific common themes? Are we looking, are we kind of experiencing that people are are they somewhat becoming more comfortable talking about this topic or are people still kind of shying away from acknowledging that stress is a real thing that has affected? I don't think we've ever shied away from the word stress and understanding what stress is because we use that word ad nauseum. Okay. But I think what we're seeing now is the detriment that stress actually brings. It's not just that migraine headache. Okay. Now, I mean, at least in my field, what I'm seeing is... Um, people stressing out to the point where they're actually having psychosis. That's the more extreme. Mm -hmm. Um, I mentioned the burnout. That's literally what burnout is. You are stressed and your body can no longer sustain the level of stress that you're under. So it's, 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 it's more evident now than, than before. Right. Okay. Crazy like that. Really? You know, I mean, we think we can handle it. We think we can keep doing more and more, which really is something that, uh, it's something in our society, maybe, um, especially in Western culture, that having more is truly successful. Mm-hmm. But there is this concept, really, of 
hey, just being simple with life and enjoying, you know, those very common basic things. Um, you've definitely, like, what would you recommend for somebody to find that kind of simpleness in life and creating that balance to ease those feelings when they really get a little bit anxious? A lot of research right now, well, preliminary research that's coming out right now is really saying that during the quarantine period, a lot of people were finding that reduction in having to do so much. They actually found it favorable and they actually saw changes in their health. They actually saw changes within their relationships. Um, so it's something that they've been more mindful of to, to carry through. The problem has been just because they individually found it, it doesn't mean their employers have found it or other uh, realms of society have are agreeing to it. So it's trying to overall find this balance of how we're going to manage stress now that we really can say it's not just, oh, I'm stressed out, but uh, I have to take a leave because I'm burnt out. Okay. And that's wonderful that you clarify that Mm -hmm. because there, there has been, I think, such an increase in sometimes shame or embarrassment. Yes. You hear about other people during the pandemic, like, oh my gosh, you know, I started this great project or, you know, now I've decided to create this whole different uh, area in my garden or, you know, they're building Mm -hmm. another another segment (laughs) or they've created like multiple projects. And when you are not actively doing something that uh, is definable as an event or something that is, I guess, visible, Mm -hmm. um, people sometimes may consider that to be something that's, oh gosh, what, what did you do with your time? So what you're basically saying is um, taking time to actually sit with yourself mm-hmm. in some level of just meditation and silence is actually a very good, effective way to definitely manage and balance yourself. Yes, definitely effective. Um, I'm working with a lot of high-profile professionals who are, they're not to the point where they're psychotic, but they're to the point where my job performance is suffering and I can see this and you know before it gets worse what do I need to do so we do come up with a lot of unique and different coping skills that they can um, utilize and one of the things that I explain to them is you know for every hour of work that's at least five or ten minutes that you need to stop right instead of engaging your analytical side of your mind do something for five minutes that's going to engage your creative because that way that actually gives the mind a moment to rest and you come back a little clearer Uh, the fog has gone and the productivity because you were mentioned before like i gotta do i gotta do but Mm -hmm. the reality is and i have to break it to them is it going to be quality over quantity so you have to give yourself that five minutes just so you can continue to produce and produce quality work left brain right brain almost like suddenly yes, like definitely. let one side just take a rest and now we can let the other one kind of function and absolutely. keep us rolling right. for a bit absolutely yeah and the beauty of, of looking and recognizing that both sides are important yes it brings us to that concept of the wise mind which is a, a theoretical approach that we have in mental health but it's so important to keep that balance and you're absolutely on point with that jane mm-hmm. so in terms of um where do you see different therapies that are being recommended. You know, there's so many different counseling interventions out there um, that are recommended for mood dysregulation, high grades of stress. Um, For example, dialectical behavioral therapy, mindfulness, existential therapies, all basically a lot of skill-based therapies um, that can be so effective. You know, 
do you, how do you feel that these are helpful? They are helpful because what they're doing is introducing another perception, another way to think about how you're doing what you're doing. We're not asking you to completely stop and we don't want you to stop. But what we want you to do is now create that balance. You know, you brought up the wise mind, which is the clear mind, you know, the balanced mind. So what we want you to do now is, okay, if you have to work 12 hours, because that's what your job requires, especially like if you're working in a hospital setting, you know, that you take that moment and, you know, even if it's just staring outside the window for five minutes, you will be amazed at what that five minutes can do for you Mm -hmm. and practice a mindfulness skill. I mean, there's so many books and magazines out on mindfulness and little techniques that you can Google on mindfulness that it makes mm-hmm. it very, very easy. So you don't necessarily have to go in to see a therapist to right. do so, but you're just becoming aware that my brain needs to rest. Mm-hmm. And that educational um, approach, I think, is very so well received. I know, Jane, you know, mm-hmm. in your field, especially for nursing, you know, that's, you know, maybe maybe a, a, an actual process group may not necessarily may be a little bit much. But when I think when you give people like specific skills training, that might be better yes. received yeah. across the There's board. There's definitely been progressiveness in the past. I want to say like seven, eight years. Um, you know, recognizing when the nurses have gone through a certain event, maybe like a trauma sort of thing, where there was um, an unfortunate loss of a life, um, mm-hmm. and then they really they debrief very quickly afterwards these days. Um, okay. And it's um, t- most hospitals, and this is an initiative by the Emergency Nurses Association. It's actually called Code Lavender. Mm-hmm. I know, and the okay. But it really is something that allows them to take that time to okay. come together, express that, and then not get it out of their system, but almost kind of recognize it, as you guys have said, mm-hmm. and then talk about those feelings. And, you know, there is a logistical, like, what could have done better, what could have been improved. But it is in that moment that you work with them and build them out of that, you know, not to dwell on it, but, hey, this is it. This is what we're what happened. All right. Can we move forward? Could we have done something better? Yes, no. Right. Sometimes there isn't. That I think that's important to recognize. Definitely. As much as we all may try sometimes, we've done our best and the end result is the end result. Right. And debriefing actually works across the board because all yes, debriefing yes. is is having that moment to vent, say what you need to say, because so many times all we're doing is we're holding it in because I can't say it. But you know what, if I just Mm -hmm. have this moment or this place or this space just to say, you know what, today was a lousy day. What's happening at work is not. And it's and the other person who's listening is not taking it as, oh, you're being critical. It's just, I'm just venting. Right. And that venting really does release the stress. We're no longer physically holding it. Yes, exactly. So you're going from having that literally like holding it in your literally. chest and you're able to name it, describe it, externalize it, and give yourself a little bit of space between what's going on. And what's happening. Yes. And it changes the perspective. Yes. Now, Erica, I know that you are um, really kind of recently uh, very motivated to kind of delve into these rap groups. Yeah. So these are wellness recovery action plans, yes. which were created by Mary Ellen Copeland. Correct. So who do you recommend these for and why? Is Actually, it? they're for anybody and everybody. It's more of a transitional thing. So anybody who, and I mean, this is from school age, right? Um, adolescents, you know, all the way through adults. It's in different various settings that you can do this. Anytime you're seeing a transition that you the wrap, what it actually is, is it's a wellness plan. Just think of it as a wellness plan. And you're literally sitting down and you're taking time to think about what do I need to do either on a daily basis or over a 
uh, prescribed period of time right. that's going to allow me to be the best and the healthiest version of me. I like, and I love that it's through the ages. It's not just for adults, yeah, you know, yeah. adolescents really need support too, for sure. And as a, as the collective view, we want to also mm-hmm. recognize children and yes. we'll, we've had specific talks on our Instagram in regards to children and men and women. But the reality is a collective view. We want really recognize that everybody has mental health and physical health and mental health. Yeah. And in regards to children, especially now, because they've had such a unfortunate and chaotic school year, yeah. you know, we are transitioning to summer, at least here in Miami day today was the last day of school. So <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> but, um, you know, so that, that transition mm-hmm. is something that, you know, if parents want to do to sit down with their kids to just help them say, okay, you made it through. Now, what can we do during the summer that's going to help you relax, that's going to help you recover so that we can prepare for the next school year as opposed to saying, okay, it's over, it's done, let's go, let's move yeah. on. Because the kids really do have a lot of feelings about what transpired this this actual school year. So it's been difficult for everybody. It has. Um, I would, you know, and we had a talk on resiliency. I would venture to say sometimes children are a little bit more resilient just because they don't have maybe learned behaviors or patterns sometimes. But you two can probably heavily speak to that more. But um, it still is something they've experienced. I mean... To even to little things, you know, to us is a big thing to them. Yet a big thing to us is very minor to them, you know. So they were probably okay not going to the grocery store (laughs) every day. (laughs) But when they couldn't go on their vacation to, you know, the beach or to Disney World or go see grandma and grandpa, you know, those things were really very impactful because depending on the age, it's, we were okay with just zooming with our friends, but <laughs> yeah, they need for a certain mm-hmm. age, they actually need touch and yes. physical interaction. Mm-hmm. So not being able to go next door and play with their playmate right. is yeah. monumental. What just happened there, yeah. you know, even though they can see them through the window, it, for them, it's not the same as, hi, I can come, I can touch you, you can play. Yeah. You can't play via Zoom. You know, you can game, but you can't I will have that. that yeah, that's, there was credit to teachers that attempted it, but it's not. It's not the same. <laughs> you can't touch them. Like you, you said, tag, you're it. You and <laughs> with younger children, <laughs> touch is so important. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, really and with the National Institute of Families, uh, recently we had a live talk uh, about children, mm-hmm. um, Jane and I, and what they recommended was Please try to treat um, your awareness is when you're even ex- interacting with children that, that you honor the fact that they are also going to have, it's just as important to check in with them about their mental health as their physical Definitely. health. And actually, one of the ways to best teach a younger child is really through physical symptoms, James. So yes. I think, you know, um, you know, those areas of stress, they do manifest in the body. They do. So what are yeah. we looking for? What are they? Maybe more for adults or even maybe across the board. Well, no, it's really across the board because you're, you know, children are going to have headaches and stomach aches and body aches and and even down to fevers for some of them, you know, and parents are going to, or adults are going to see very much the same thing, but we're so trained to, okay, yeah, it's a migraine. Can somebody give me an exception and let me keep going on instead of recognizing that I'm really stressed out right now. What I really need is to give myself five minutes to calm down. Right. So I think we're going to probably circle back on our next uh, podcast episode and really make it very specialized to kids. Mm -hmm. 
But stress and anxiety and manage it. Erica, thank you so much for this information you've shared with us today. I think this is really going to be beneficial to a lot of people out there. We very much appreciate your expertise. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much.